0: Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. The Entree Architect membership is built for you, the small firm architect. Monthly training, full access to all our business resources and a private member forum powered by Slack. Come build a better business with hundreds of your fellow entrepreneur architects and me at Entree Architect Membership. Learn more at EntreeArchitect.com. My name is Mark R. LePage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. This is episode 236, and this week I'm speaking with Haleli Azulai of talent grow, and we're talking about how to build a powerful network that works without feeling icky. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is supported by our platform sponsors, Arcad, the online resource delivering quality building material information, CAD details, BIM, specs, and so much more at arcat.com and FreshBooks the cloud-based accounting software that makes running your small firm easy, fast, and secure. Spend less time on accounting and more time doing the work that you love. Haleli Azulai, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast.
1: So excited to be here, Mark.
0: It's it's great to have you here. Uh, Haleli is an author, a speaker, a facilitator, a leadership development strategist, and an expert in leadership communication skills and emotional intelligence. She's the author of two books, Employee Development on a Shoestring and Strength to Strength, How Working from Your Strengths Can Help You Lead a More Fulfilling Life. Her books, her workshops, her retreats build on her 20 years, more than 20 years of professional experience in communication and leadership development. Halili is the president of Talent Grow, Uh, which is a consulting company that she founded in 2006 to develop leaders and teams, uh, especially enterprises experiencing explosive growth or expansion. Uh, She also publishes a blog and a weekly leadership podcast called The Talent Grow Show. So go check that out, uh, where she helps develop leaders that people want to follow. So, Haleli, I shared a little bit about you with our listeners. Now we want to learn more about you from you Let's take a quick minute or two to to share your origin story. Let's talk about you. So, share your journey from where you discovered your purpose and your passion to where you find yourself today.
1: Okay, thanks, Mark, and thanks for that introduction. Oh gosh, you know it's it's um, it's sometimes hard to pinpoint because, as you know, life is this sort of meandering thing with little light bulbs along the way, but. I know for a fact now that looking back, I've always been a teacher of sorts. I've always been the kind of person who loved to learn and then loved to share what she learned with others and teach them too. You know, even though when I was a child, I used to teach dance. And then I figured out how to make earrings when I was like 11. And then I would make earrings and try to teach it to my friends. And so I've always been a person who was interested in learning and sharing what I'm learning. And that's still really what drives me today. I'm very passionate about learning. And I'm, and I love that sharing part of it. I can't just learn for my own sake, but that idea of like, Oh my God, I have this amazing gift to give someone, I have to give it to someone. So, um, that's something that I think has been part of, um, what's driven me. And then the other thing that I know has really shaped the way the direction my life has gone was that from a very early age, I moved around a lot. So I have always been envious of people who had like lifelong friends, you know, who kind of stayed in the same community and always were with the same people and developed very deep, long friendships. I don't have that, but I had to develop skills to re-enter enter new situations, new social milieus, if you will, and 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 find my and find new connections and fit in. So always having to translate to new cultures to new people to new groups, but also was able to do that while retaining my sense of individuality, like I'm kind of a nonconformist. So, you know, there's a little bit of a fine balance there because some people try to just completely blend in. Some people try or, or don't try and they just completely stay on the outskirts. And I've been a builder of bridges in a sense. I've been able to find ways to connect with other people, but also um, stay true to myself. And I think that that has helped me both be curious about and knowledgeable about how to communicate with people successfully and how to connect with all kinds of people. And that includes a big move when I was 12 from my uh, original country of Israel to the U S which was, you know, talk about a new culture.
0: Yeah. So, so the, the, uh, the sharing part. When you talk about your background and the things that get you excited, now I know why you and I are connecting so well. We had a, mm-hmm. a nice conversation before we started recording, and that's the same for me. That that I have that passion of sharing. It's just it's just, it's it's built inside me. You know, when somebody asks me, I you know on the street for for directions, I get so excited that I can help <laughs> them. You know, and, and it's just it's just who I am. And so so um, I have a, a, a catchphrase that I say. I say love, learn, share. Those are the three things that that everybody needs to know. I say it at the end of every podcast. And I those are so. the three things that you need to care for one another. You need to, to, to learn as much as you know, and then share it with everybody else. And if we all did that, the world would be a better place. Right.
1: That's right. I agree.
0: So I love, Amen. You. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, my preacher, it's coming out of me. Um, I, 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 so I love your background. I love that, that story. And it, and it sounds like, um, uh, that you're really good at that communication, that connection thing because of your background and where you came from. What I have, an interesting question I have, are, would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert?
1: Mm. So I have I'm actually certified in the Myers-Briggs type instrument. And I've thought about this a lot, a lot. And I struggled with it because sometimes I would come out on the introvert side and sometimes I would come out on the extrovert side. So from what I understand about the technical difference between the two, I know that I'm an extrovert, but I am not the kind of extrovert that some other extroverts are. I'm not the social butterfly kind of extrovert. So the difference to me is where you get your energy and what. drains you from energy. And that's, yeah. So I personally do get energy from uh, being in the world and being with people and I get drained if I'm alone too much, but I do need to recharge. And I, you know, at some point after extroverting for a while, I do get kind of drained. So, um, I don't know if you've heard about the term ambivert. Some people are throwing that around. Actually,
0: just a recent guest brought that up on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I would say probably I am that. And actually, that's like the bell curve. The majority of people would say that they probably are ambivert. And I think Jung, who originated the, the term extrovert, would be rolling over in his grave because that's not <laughs> what he meant. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's kind of a, a, a convoluted answer. So I am an extrovert who gets tired of it fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I always I always find it. I think most the majority of architects are probably introverts, mm.
1: um,
0: and uh, and I always find it interesting because because I'd love to have a conversation about um, uh, about networking because that's one of your your strengths, one of your skills, one of the things that you teach on, um, mm. and clearly that comes from your background from from being uh, put in, in new situations constantly. You sort of are forced to learn how to do that, yes. um, and so what are some of the things that that um that help you become this good communicator, this good uh, networker.
1: Well, I think one of the things that's helped me the most is curiosity. and that's something that I suggest when I teach about networking, but I, I'd like to peel it back one yeah, layer. Let's f- do that f- back, yep. which is I think it's your mindset. First of all, the word, right? like when we hear the word networking, a lot of people, get, you know, like hives pretty much, you know, they just, they feel dirty and icky and it sounds like something that is just the most smarmy thing you could possibly ask me to do. And if you're an introvert, doubly so, because a lot of people who do networking wrong, give it a bad rep. So I do like to first define what I mean by networking so that we're talking about, you know, apples to apples and the right thing in my, in my world, networking is about building and maintaining long-term mutually beneficial relationships. And all of us know how to do that, right? All of us are good at building relationships to some degree, but some of us are not doing it as intentionally or strategically or consciously as others. And that's where I like to try to come in and help people upgrade that.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, I think, I think a lot of people, when they think networking, they sort of think about, okay, I'm going to do a networking event. I'm going to bring my business cards. I'm going to be forced to, 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 you know, force myself into a conversation and drop a business card in somebody's hand and that's going to bring me work.
1: Yeah. The grip and grin. No. So first of all, good news, introverts, you could be, <laughs> <laughs> you could be a great networker and never go to a networking event. Haleli is giving you a pass and you don't have to go anymore if you really don't want to.
0: I just heard a lot of, of ears perk <laughs> up.
1: All right. Yeah. Tell me now, more. No, I, I will say, okay, so don't equate networking does not equal networking events, but networking events can be part of a healthy networking diet, right? Like you could include them and that means that you can minimize their role. You can exclude them if you completely, if you want to really, or you can just do them here and there, but you need to think about this in a much bigger way. Think about it. Relationships, relationships need love, care, attention, Over time, they don't form from one conversation where you talk about stupid small talk give them your card and leave. There, that is not a relationship. It can be the start of a relationship. Or you could go to a networking event where a lot of your you know, architect buddies are hanging out and you can reinforce and, and strengthen an existing relationship by talking to someone you already met before. That is also part of networking. So relationships are built over time with multiple conversations and, and interactions. So that's why a networking event can be in there or not, because there's lots of ways you can do maintaining, building, striking up and continuing relationships. So that could be a one-on-one phone conversation. It could be a video Skype call, like, like we started here. Uh, it could be uh, a short email. It can be sending something. It could, I mean, it can be a million things. You can use social networks. So it needs to be a good mix and it needs to be something that you're doing consciously rather than as an afterthought
0: when you, cause we're talking about networking, uh, how would you define network? Who's your network and, and what are you going to use that network for?
1: Yeah. So you, your network is the people that you're connected with who know you and you know them. And we all know that there is really different layers in your network. So there's your core network. That's probably about 12 to 18 people that you interact with the most. They're the closest to you. They're the people that help you and you help them and you exchange information with them the most you connect with them the most. And then there's the people that are sort of on the second tier. If you think about kind of a bullseye target, the second tier, which are your, um, more distant connections, so there are people that you don't interact with as much, but they know who you are. Like if you emailed them today, they see your name on their email list, they know exactly who you are. So maybe it's someone you used to work with 10 years ago and you haven't talked to in a while, but but you just communicate with them once every couple of years. It might be someone you met maybe a few months ago at a conference and they remember talking to you. So it's just all of the people that are in your network that are sort of lukewarm, right? And um, those people, Those people are a great source of insight, of information, of opportunities. So the reason that you want to have a network is for support, for information, for um, for opportunities, for the ability to help each other, uh, for for skills and so forth. So it's well beyond just business, by the way, right? Because we need support and insights and connections and ideas for our personal life as well. And we are not, there's no way you can separate those. People like to split, you know, work-life balance and all that. You are one person. You're one whole human with a whole brain and a whole heart. And all of the people that you're connected with, you're involved with them to some degree on each one of those kind of sides. But, you know, some people are more on the business side. Some people are more on the personal side and some people are both. But then there's like people that are more on the outskirts of that circle, like the next tier out There are more um, distant people that, you know, maybe they're like, like you, Mark, probably have all kinds of people that are your fans because they listen to your podcast and they read your blog and maybe they've seen you speak at a conference. You don't really have a personal connection with them. You don't if they emailed you, you may not know their name, but they know who you are. And so they're in your network, right? They're people who could help you. You could ask them for help. You you could help them and you do. So our network kind of goes out like ripples in a pond like that. So what we need to do is we need to take a more intentional approach to um, nurturing the connections that we have beyond the ones that like that core network that I think most people already do and thinking about how do we continue to stay connected with and how do we continue to show up on people's radar um, within the closer circles to us in a way that is more intentional and beneficial to both of us that, that when I was talking about mutually beneficial, I would like to talk more, a little more about that if, okay.
0: if yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: So <clears throat> there's, uh, you know, mutual benefit. Some people think about this as kind of like a, a transactional approach and that's wrong. So tit for tat, you know, like if, if, if I ask you for help and you say, well, what, you know, what are you going to do for me? Right. that's a turnoff, right? Like that's disgusting. No one really wants to be in a relationship like that because it feels like, what, what are we, what is this here? Is this like the market? Are we haggling? So that doesn't feel good. And, And many people don't do this intentionally, but sort of how, how they treat people. And that turns us off. But if you think about the kinds of people that give networking a bad name. It's the kind of people who say, Oh my God, I need new clients. Let me go to a networking event and try to solicit new clients. They're the ones who, you know, have, are looking for a new job and they call you out of the blue. You haven't heard from them in three years and now they're calling you asking for favors. That also doesn't work well because those people are kind of takers. You know, they're just asking for something with nothing in return. They're giving nothing in return. And they, in a way, they haven't earned that that favor, right? Like in life, we want to try to be in a good balance of give and take over the big picture over the long term. Mm-hmm. There's really interesting research done by um, Adam Grant. I don't know if you've heard about yep. the book, Give and Take. Yep. Really interesting research about these sort of, he puts them into three categories. There's givers, takers, and matchers. So the first category I described was matchers, people who just do tit for tat, transactional. Um, the second category I described is the takers. Those are the people that are just in it for themselves and they don't really care about you or they don't let you feel like you, they care about you. And that's not good. And givers are the people that are at the, both at the top and the bottom of success of the success ladder. This is an interesting distinction. So the, the givers are the people who give without, uh, strings attached, you know, you come in and you try to think about how could I be interested in you? How could I help you? What could I do for you? And you think about your relationships in those ways without trying to think about what's in it for me or what am I going to get out of it? And you're not really keeping chits. And this is great. And it helps you be really successful, except for when you interact a lot with the takers, because if you allow takers to interact with you and take advantage of you because all they want is to take and all you're doing is giving, in the end, that's going to be an unfulfilling relationship for you. And that's going to actually discourage you from being a giver, right? You'll feel taken advantage of. You'll become a doormat. So people who give indiscriminately like that, they're the ones who actually fall into the bottom of the ladder of success. So you want to be a giver without any strings attached, but you don't want to be stupid about it. If overall you feel like you're in a relationship where all you do is give, 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 and all the other person does is take, take, take without offering, you need to reconsider that relationship. It may not be beneficial to you anymore. So earlier, Mark, you were asking me about like your network. You do want to think about, your network strategically and think about, are, am I connected to the right people? Are these the kinds of people that I enjoy helping that I can help, but also who could help me? And are the people that I am connected with now, the ones that are going to be the people that I want to be connected when I'm in the next iteration of where I'm going, because we do a network is something that's dynamic. It's not static. Like you think about where you were in school or where you were at the very beginning of your business is, is, That's a different kind of person with different goals than where you are maybe 10 years in or 20 years in. Or maybe when you're sort of towards the end of your career, your focus shifts a lot. You become someone who's interested in different things and therefore your network needs to grow and change with you. That's why you need to be intentional about meeting people and connecting with people and nurturing connections in a way that serves your goals
0: Let's take a quick break to say thank you to our friends and platform sponsors here at Entree Architect, RCAT, and FreshBooks. Hey, are you heading to Construct in Long Beach on October 4th and 5th? It's the event for commercial building teams. And many of our Entree Architect friends are going to be speaking there, including Rosa Shang from Equity by Design. She's been on the show. Mike Resica from YoungArchitect.com. He's been on the show. And the guys from Speak, our friends at Speak are going to be there, too. They're all speaking there. Neil, Cormac, and Evan are all going to be there. If you will be attending Construct, go say hi to our friends and then head over to Booth 523. Remember that number, 523. And visit the team at Arcat, because Arcat is going to be there, too, at Booth 523 you'll learn how RCAT can save you time and money finding the resources AEC professionals need, including quality building material information, CAD details, BIM specs, and so much more. And don't forget Charette from RCAT, which will keep you organized and will help you promote your firm and your services. And as always, everything at RCAT is free to use. And with all the time that you're saving, you can enjoy the beautiful weather while you're at Long Beach. Let RCAT help you get out of the office at RCAT.com. That's A-R-C-A-T.com, A-R-C-A-T.com, RCAT.com, and check them out at booth 523 and tell them that Entree Architect sent you. FreshBooks makes it simple to send invoices, post your expenses automatically, track your time for your whole team, by project, and get organized with reports, communication, and notifications And getting started with FreshBooks is ridiculously easy. I did it. It is easy. Most people send their first invoice seconds after starting their free trial. The same goes for time tracking, managing expenses, collaborating with contractors, and viewing financial reports. It's fast. It's easy. It's life-changing. And if you need help at any time, free award-winning customer service is just a phone call or an email away. It's your choice. And if you ever have second thoughts, don't worry. On top of our free trial for Entree Architect listeners, you'll get 30 days money back. It's a guarantee. So you don't ever have to worry about choosing fresh books. So give it a try. It's free for 30 days. Just visit EntreeArchitect.com slash FreshBooks. And then let them know that we sent you by sharing Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's EntreeArchitect.com slash FreshBooks to access your free unlimited 30-day trial. Our cat. And fresh books. please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. How do you efficiently manage that? So if you're do, if you have a, this large network, you've been building it for years, um, and you and you're being intentional about it. You, you understand that some people are are um, better relationships than others. Some are takers, some are, are givers. Um, how do you, I mean, we're all busy. We're all trying to get our architecture done. Um, we're wearing so many hats. We're trying to keep the bills paid. How, how do we efficiently manage that process of being intentional about who should we be networking with and who we should not be networking with?
1: Yeah. You know, it takes a lot of work and I, I personally, I'll tell you, I struggle with it because I have a business to run. I'm doing a million things and it's very difficult to be very, um, like always aware of it. So there are, there are some people who do a great job of keeping like, uh, they have a relationship management software they might use, or maybe they have a spreadsheet and things like this. I'm not really one of those. Um, but I can tell you this, you need to be thinking about building relationships on a regular basis. And you need to be, you need to think about this as sort of like a jar that you're filling, you're filling it with, with goodies. So, what are you doing each week? What are you doing each month? What are you doing each day to drop something into that jar? Because what you want to do is you want to create a situation where you're consciously nurturing your relationships so that when you need a favor, when you have something to ask, when you need something, the people you're connected with have experienced you as a giver. You want to give first and give Mm -hmm. often. Because then they're just, they're eager to help you because they feel an imbalance. In fact, uh, neuros, I geek out on neuroscience and it's amazing to see that we can actually show there is this, there's this, um, sort of baked in need to. To reciprocate in our brains because we're social creatures. So in order to help keep the social balance in in our society, for us to continue to stay connected to others, our brain actually rewards us for, for reciprocating. And we even have mirror neurons in our brain that say, oh, this person, and it's not a conscious thought; it's a subconscious thing that happens automatically. Where whatever the other person is doing, you sort of feel a need to reciprocate. Unfortunately, this works both for good and for for bad. So, how could I create? How could I create positive giving um, experiences for the people that I know on a regular basis? And I can give you a couple of very actionable small things that yeah, anyone can that's do.
0: Exactly what I want, because what's happening is that our listeners are hearing this. And they're thinking, oh, this is another thing I need to do. This is another thing that's going to take up half my week trying to organize and manage my network now. So, so and, and what happens is that once they start thinking that, they say, oh, I, I'm just not going to even think about it. Yeah. So, so how, how do they strategically uh, benefit from what we're talking about, intentionally networking? Um, what are the steps? What, yeah. what do they need to do?
1: So it's not so much steps, but I'm going to give you yeah. a few tips. OK, Right. So the first one. The first tip I want um, listeners, I want you to think about who are those people in your network that are what they call dormant ties. They're people that, you know, they know you, but you've fallen out of touch with them and you would like to get reconnected. So this is not about going to a networking event and meeting new people, but this is sort of uh, tending to your garden, right? Like harvesting the, the connections you already have. And I want you to take a uh, couple of moments. You don't have to do this all the time, by the way. But as a one-time exercise, I want you to take a couple of moments today, and I want you to just sort of uh, draw out that draw out that that um, target practice uh, circle concentric circle thing, like like the store target. And I want you to think about who's in your core network. So that should be very easy. Like who are the people that you talk with the most, that you rely on the most, who rely on you. But then think about that, that next tier. And I want you to just pop out some names. I want you to actually think about, and maybe you'll come up with 10 names. Maybe you'll come up with 20 names, however many names you want to think about, but see who pops into your head. Because those are people with whom you want to reconnect. You want to Uh, give some water to those plants in your garden. So that's one exercise that anybody can do. And you can do this maybe on a quarterly basis. You don't have to do this every week while you're so busy. And it doesn't take a long time, okay? But that allows you to be intentional about the connections you do sustain. Now, Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so you've done this. Now you should have a list of people that obviously popped into your head because your brain fed them to you as people you'd like to stay connected with that maybe you haven't talked to in a while. So the next thing you want to do is you want to connect with them again. So think about, and and again, if, if 20 names came into your head and that's overwhelming, choose five. I mean, five is better than zero, right? Exactly. You don't have to do this like in an overwhelming way. You can do this in totally baby steps. Right, keep and it, it simple. Doesn't, yeah, and it doesn't take a long time. And by the way, you could do five people this week and five people next week and five people the week after that. And you can even designate a time for this kind of thinking once a week. So let's say whatever day kind of suits you, maybe Friday morning or Friday afternoon or whatever works, right? But designate a small amount of time just to think about this and put it on your calendar. And it can be just a half hour. It can be 15 minutes. Now, think about the people, look at the names and think about what's a way for me to naturally, not artificially, reconnect with this person in a generous vibe. In other words, not a taker vibe, not asking for anything, giving. So giving can just be giving regard. It can just be like, hey, it's been such a long time since we've talked I, you know, like ping them with an email or on social media or something like this and just say, Hey, I was just thinking about you today and it's, and it occurred to me, we haven't talked in a long time. What's new with you now? How many times do we receive a message like that from someone and think, Oh my God, what a pain in the neck. I hate receiving this. (laughs) Is that the effect? No. No. Right, it's an effect like, "Oh, this is so cool! I love to hear." So, what if it's been three years? That person is going to be like delighted, right? As and
0: long it's as fra- it's as long as it's authentic, that it's yes. true, that really you're just reaching out, that you're not doing it just to get something from them.
1: Exactly, because that's the saw- first thought
0: that a lot of people yeah. have when they hear from somebody that they haven't heard from a while. What do they want they from think me?
1: That- Exactly. Remember, Mark, what I said earlier, those are the takers, right? And some takers have gotten so clever that they make it seem like there's a give, but then immediately like, you know, and we know that's a setup. We don't want it. So this has to be purely give. It should have absolutely no strings attached because the strings attached are perceived by the other person as the ick factor that we associate with networking. And we're getting so that, very
0: good at perceiving that because it's, yes. it's becoming through the internet and through online marketing, it's becoming every you know every email you get is some sort of pitch. Yes, and, so and it's, it's
1: yes, transparent and it's unsavory, don't do it. Yep. This is why I'm suggesting we do, we need to do this in a way, did you see how I had you think, not who do you need a favor from, but who just pops into your head that you oh. haven't talked to in a while? Yeah, because this is this is like um, something that you put a little bit into that that virtual metaphorical jar of giving. It has to be something that's just there on your desk and you just drop stuff into it and it needs to almost be random. That way, you know that you're doing it in a pure way that you don't have ulterior motives. People pick those up. And it becomes a lot of fun
0: because yeah. now, now you don't have this alter uh, this motive. And so it's, just, you just, you're just reaching out and you're just wanting to give to them.
1: Yeah. And it's benevolent. You know, it feels good to reconnect with people and even introverts like to reconnect with people that they have some kind of a care for. Yep. And that's the people I'm asking you to connect with. Right now I'm making this easy because there is sort of the next level, which is connecting with people you don't know yet. And that's a little bit scarier and different. We can talk about that, but a lot of times when people think about networking, they think only about that other kind and not about maintaining what they already have. So if you do this on a regular basis, so you think about like, did I see an article uh, that could be something that that person values? Or did I see, you know, or could I comment positively on something they published? You know, if they have a blog or they put out something on social media, like just pop up on their radar as giving, caring, generous without, without an ask at all. Yeah. And then just start doing this regularly. And it doesn't have to be methodical. Like for one person, it can be completely random, but make this a a habit that you do regularly. And you, you know, if you want to take this to the next level, I would suggest once daily. And if you really want to do an interesting thing, try writing a handwritten note and and mailing it to them. Wow. Right. That's amazing.
0: When you say once daily, to the same person once daily or no, to, your, to the no, network once daily.
1: Yeah. Right. Just to someone. Yeah. Yep. Not to the same. I just no, wanted to they're clarify gonna be that. Like, like, my secret admirer. Like <laughs> right.
0: we don't want any stalkers here. Yeah.
1: yeah. Please don't. <laughs> there's a fine
0: line between networker and stalker. and we...
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for clarifying that. Yes, absolutely. Just different people. But if you do one handwritten note to diff- a different person each day or even once every week, it's huge. Now, So I've given you uh, two things to think about, right? Now, also, you can think about doing people favors like an introduction. Um, There is a a guy called uh, Adam Rifkin. He is uh, touted as the most networked man in Silicon Valley. And he says that he does five-minute favors every day. So it's very aligned with what I just described, but it's a little bit further. So instead of just a ping, just sort of hello or just asking them to, you know, hey, can we have coffee? Some let's schedule coffee, right? Maybe like have coffee with those people once a quarter or, you know, whatever, just get together with no strings attached. Also, you can do a favor because that's given, right? So something like sending them information they could use, that's a favor or introducing two people that you know that don't know each other, but should.
0: My favorite thing in the entire world to do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's so easy, right? Because a lot of times, yeah. And think about this. Like a lot of times people feel icky about networking because they feel like they're asking for something that is unearned. But here you're not asking for anything. And you, but you need to be clear that you're not introducing people just as a sort of a, a, you know, an exercise in, in networking that is, you know, um, contrived. There needs to be a sincere reason why those people could benefit, and you need to be able to articulate it. And furthermore, Mark, I do suggest people use the double opt-in introduction. I have a blog post where I wrote exactly what that is and how to do it. I'm happy to to tell you about it so you can share it. But the bottom line is... Send me
0: that and we'll put it in the show notes.
1: Okay, cool. Because the bottom line is a lot of times your well-intentioned introduction to someone could feel to them unwelcome again, unintentionally yep. could be uh, like, Oh great. Now I have another to do in my inbox.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: I didn't And they feel all.
0: obligated to it because you yeah. have a relationship with this person Now you're yeah. obligated to have to connect with this person.
1: Exactly. So Haleli said, you want to give without any strings attached. And now you've given something that feels icky. So you don't want that to happen. So that's why I call that a hot potato introduction. I had to come up with a name for it. Um, so it should never feel that way. And this is why I say double in, double opt-in. That do, you, means... do, you,
0: do we have time to get into it a little bit just so oh, people yeah, can yeah. understand it? Let's, you, let's well, you're that. the
1: master of the time. Do we have time?
0: We have time because I want All to right. know. <laughs> okay. I, I want to know because so I want to continue. make sure I'm doing it right. Because yeah. this is something I love to do. It makes me happy to connect people. It's yeah. one of my greatest strengths is to find this person and line them up with this person. That's why my entire network is built is me trying to find this person who can help that person.
1: And by the way listeners, are you hearing this? This is the kind of thing that a lot of times when people think about networking, they think it's icky because they they don't even think about this. Like this has zero ick factor, especially if you do double opt-in. So let's think about this. Why am I saying this? Well, I had just described what would be an ick factor involved in something so benevolent as just purely wanting to introduce two people because sometimes it's they don't see the what's in it for them or it's not a good time for them. You know, they're like yeah. overwhelmed and this feels like, a, you know, a draw on their energy, on their time. So, and now they feel, uh, obligated and an obligation doesn't ever feel good to anyone. So like all of those things are just tiny and they know you meant well. So it's just awkward. So here's how you do it. What you want is there to be a buy-in from both people that this is a good thing before you throw them together. So ask each one separately. And so this takes a tiny bit longer than just to write an email of introduction, but it helps you ensure that you're creating a pure give with no ick. So I, let's say, Mark, I want to introduce you to, um, my friend who's a developer. Okay. Okay. And I think that the reason that you would enjoy connecting with each other is because I think that he might be a good guest for your show because architects maybe want to hear from developers and what's on their mind. And I know that my developer friend is building a new business. I I am actually thinking about a specific person and I'm making this up as I go along. So maybe this is not even a good thing. Um. But like he's building a new business. So for him to be on a, on a podcast is a, is a benefit because he would love to have the exposure and to have more people interested in what he's doing. But I mean, he might not want to be on your podcast or it might not be time. Maybe he's not ready. Like he wants to build up his website a little more before he's on your show, for example. Or for you, like, no, you don't like developers and you don't really like to have them on your show. So I don't know this. In my mind, I've created a benevolent universe where like the yeah. connection between you is amazing. That's
0: a great example.
1: So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you separately in a way that doesn't put you on the spot in front of him. Okay. And I'm going to say to you, Mark, I have a friend. Here's what I think I can even give you his contact information. Like whatever I would have put in that email, I can give it to you and say, this is why I think you would like to connect with him, but I want to check first with you and him before I make this connection. And I do articulate this transparently. Why? Because I want people to understand what I'm doing because they can understand my intentions when I say them rather than assume my intentions. So, When I say that, and I tell you only if both of you agree, I'll make this introduction. Can I go ahead? And now you have to give me a yes or no. And I do the same with him. And I say, hey, Rob, I have um, a connection I would like to make for you. This is what I was thinking. I'm asking him too. So I just want to make sure it's a good time for both of you. What do you think? And now I've given each of you the idea that it might not be a good fit for the other person and and that it's not because the other person rejects you, but that it might not be a good time or a good fit right now. And both of you have the option of opting in or opting out.
0: I love it. I love it. Actually, our our mutual friend, Earl Parson, introduced us and that's exactly how he did it. He knows you. He knows me. And I don't know how he did it on your end, but he asked me first if, yeah. if it would be a good convers, you know, a good connection and then introduced yes. us.
1: Yes. And we did. And he, yes, he and I talked about it and I said, well, just make sure that it's the right thing. And yeah. absolutely. As you were I
0: describing have... it, I'm like, that's exactly what Earl did.
1: <laughs> Yay, Earl.
0: <laughs> good job, Earl. Earl.
1: He's, yes, he's a great guy. Yep. Um, yes. I mean, and look. I didn't, I wasn't born with this. I got the memo late. I used to do these like super benevolent intentions introductions. Yeah, I do that all the time. You know, hot potatoes everywhere.
0: Yep. I do. I, I, I've been doing that for years where I, you know, I, I talk to somebody. I'm like, well, this person should know this person. And I just send out an email to both of them and say, Hey, I think you guys should know each other. Yeah. You know, and, but I think that's a great idea to sort of check, to make sure that they do want the intro because they probably do, but they may not want it now. Like you said.
1: Yeah. So it's an upgrade, right? So don't feel bad. Don't feel guilty if you've not done it. Most people don't know it. I didn't know it. But if you now that you know it and hopefully you understand the reasoning behind why I think it's an upgrade, then try to do it that way. But I think that having an intru- making introductions is better than not making introductions. So it's like, you know, everything's just you, you always ratchet it up a little bit.
0: Yep, and And so, it builds the relationship either way, whether yes. they make the connection or not, you've still added benefit to someone
1: exactly exactly like this is actually a three-way win right yeah, because exactly. you you've created a you've created a benefit for the relationship you have with each of those people because they've now you've now shown up on their radar as giving and caring and thinking about them and
0: in a, so, in a responsible way
1: and in a responsible way which they will appreciate even more right. and then they now gained a new connection that is potentially beneficial that they didn't have before so this is just like good all around. There's no ick, there's no taking at all. And this doesn't take that long. It really doesn't take that long. And it's something that you could do on a regular practice. You know, I compare a lot of the things that I would say are networking activities are actually very akin to brushing teeth. (laughs) You want to know why? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because if you think about it, you learned how to brush. Well, hopefully you learned how to brush teeth when you were a child. And at that point, you didn't have a value for it. You didn't think that that was something you would look forward to. It was a pain in the neck and somebody was forcing you to do it. But eventually you understood why it's good for you and that it doesn't take that long. It's not painful. It's not fun. Like eating ice cream is more fun than brushing teeth. But I mean, there are those people who really love brushing teeth, but we're not <laughs> talking about that. <them. laughs> they're, they're the outliers a little yeah. bit. You know, I I try not to judge, but that's weird. Um, But I'm talking about most people. Most people have built up a habit where they brush teeth regularly and they do it twice or three times a day and they don't think a lot about it. They don't gain tons of pleasure from it, but it isn't pain either. And it's not the kind of thing that takes decision muscle. Like you don't have to, oh my God, I have to, I have that with flossing. That's a different story, but brushing teeth, hopefully you've gotten it. So it's like a habit. It takes a short time. You do it. And you understand that you're investing in a long-term return. So a lot of the things that I'm suggesting, you might not gain tons of joy from the doing of them regularly, although we just talked about how it actually is a boost and it does feel good. Yeah. But even, even if it sounds to you like, oh, it's a pain in the neck, I have to do my invoices, You know, I have to do my CAD drawings or whatever, you, it's not gonna take a long time, but you need to just insert it into your schedule. And if daily sounds like too much, do it weekly. And if weekly sounds like too much, then do it monthly. And if monthly sounds like too much, then gosh, darn it, do it quarterly because quarterly still means four times more than the zero you're doing now.
0: Yeah. I I talk about a Monday morning meeting uh, because a lot of our, our, our listeners are sole practitioners. Um, we're almost all, um, owners of very small firms. Um, and, and so I always uh, recommend that you have a Monday morning meeting with yourself that you schedule the beginning of Monday morning for you. Um, and you could just add that to that time that every week, as part of your Monday morning meeting, do something intentional with networking.
1: Exactly. Maybe just make it into a category. You know, you have different yep. business categories, business development, whatever. And OK, now, Mark, how many of the opportunities you've had that came back to you and made you money or or helped you move forward in your business? Would you connect to a relationship you built not in that moment that didn't pop out of the sky
0: Uh, a lot
1: right a big percentage yeah
0: especially with entree architect i mean almost everything i do is coming from you know just giving by me giving over and over and over again people give back
1: yeah and and it's never like sometimes it's very indirect and sometimes you can't even connect the dots so I give to this person, it doesn't mean that I'm looking for that person to give back to me at some point, but I just trust, I call, you know, I don't call this, I didn't make this up, but it is called an abundance mindset rather than a scarcity mindset. You know, so if I believe that overall the universe is full of opportunities, full of good things, and, and that there isn't like, I'm not drawing on a zero sum pond of some kind when I give to someone, it's not going to run out. I always have more goodness to give. I always have more kind regards to give. I have always more introductions to give or say hi to someone, you know, thank them, recognize them, whatever. And there's always more of that. And it'll come back to me. And I sometimes will not have any idea how it's going to come back or where it's going to come back from. But it does.
0: Yeah, I, I love this strategy, too, just as a strategy, because you could replace the networking that we talked about in the beginning that networking event and the, that intentional getting out there and handing people your business cards you could eliminate that yes. and do what you're talking about and and be more more successful in it it'll be more lucrative it'll it'll lead to more projects it'll lead to more money but and it's easier it's it makes you feel good it makes you feel better about what you're doing and it builds relationships and really at the end of the day That's what life is about. It's about the people that you know and how you can
1: help one another. Yeah. And it feels good because most of the activity that you're doing is helping and giving and asking for nothing. And it doesn't take a long time, you know, so and it's cheaper than going to networking (laughs) events because it doesn't cost anything. So, yeah, I mean, again, I don't think I think that there is a place for networking events and sometimes you can go to those. But I think you should also be intentional about that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. This has been awesome. I love this. This topic. I love um, having a different point of view for networking. Um, I've learned how to do the double opt-in for my connections. (laughs) So I'll start using that. So thank you for that. Before we wrap up here, Lily, I'd like you to to answer a question that I ask everybody. What's one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow?
1: So one thing that you can do is think about someone that um, you really appreciate, that has, has helped you. And maybe they haven't even directly helped you. Maybe they've just given something of value to you without knowing it, because like, you know, you Mark are giving information and connections and insights to people. And it's not a direct give to that person, but they've gained that from you. But there's someone in that, hopefully not more than one, someone in your life, present or past that is given to you, that has made a positive impact that has benefited you by something that they gave to you. And I would like you to think about that person and I want you to articulate your gratitude to them. And, uh, you can do it in an email. You can do it in a voice message. You can ask them to meet for coffee and say it to them face to face. You can write a handwritten thank you note. I'm just asking you to think of one person and find a short amount of time to articulate and be as specific as possible about why you're thinking them. Because a thank you is nice and it's better than nothing, but a specific thank you is way more meaningful. Like if you can articulate what they did and how that benefited you, and even if it was a long time ago, that you, and, and give it to them, right? Like send it. You, there is actually uh, science, there's, there's information coming out of the world of positive psychology that shows that when, when you give that gratitude to someone, you are totally elevating their well-being when they receive it. But it actually also, that giving gratitude exercise elevates your own well-being. But why does this help you build your business, right? Because I'm, I'm suggesting something that makes you feel good and makes yeah. someone else feel good. Why would this help your business? I mean, can you think of a reason?
0: Well, it makes me feel better, and but it also gives me an opportunity to build that relationship.
1: Absolutely. And again, it's a give, not a take, not an ask. And that person might have forgotten about you or might not have realized that you felt that way. But that creates that stronger kind of connection between you, right? It sort of pulls your heartstrings closer together. And you are now on that person's radar. Yeah, And that person loves the feeling you just gave them. And like I said, their brain has a reciprocity, uh, need like a knee jerk reaction. And again, we're not doing this so that we have an ulterior motive for that person to help us, but it does trigger a potential, um, reaction, ripple effect when you do this for a lot of different people, that there's more and more people walking around in the world who are thinking of you as someone that they appreciate that they want to help. And when they see an opportunity, that could be a good fit for you, you're more likely to pop up in their mind than someone else because you are you have that recency effect. You're more fresh in their mind than someone else.
0: Yeah, I, that's such great advice. I, I can tell you firsthand that when I get unsolicited gratitude sent to me, it is my fuel. It yes. is why I keep doing what I do. And when I get those, it's like, yes. All right, let's do more podcasts. Let's get the blog out there. It is It is why I do what I do. Um, and, and like you said, it, every time somebody sends me that the relationship with that person is, has either just been created because now they've connected with me in a way that really matters to me. Um, and when I see that name again, now I have a relationship with that person. So that's just, we just moved up a notch in my network. Yeah. Um, And so it's so important. It's such a great advice.
1: Good. Do it.
0: All right. that's Thank you for that. Um, let's wrap things up. Talentgrow.com is the website. You can learn everything you need to know about what Haleli uh, is doing and how she's doing it. Talentgrow.com. Um, on search, you can search social channels everywhere for Talentgrow. You'll find her. Um, the two books, Employee Development on a Shoestring and Strength to Strength, how working from your strengths can help you lead a more fulfilling life. I want to bring you back and talk about strengths because that's another topic that I love to talk about. Um, okay the talent show uh, the talent grow show is the podcast so go search for that and subscribe you'll have everything that we talked about and links to everything that i just mentioned at entrearchitect.com slash episode 236 so that's 236 go to that link and everything will be there Haleli, thank you very much for being here is there anything that you want to say before we wrap things up here
1: well, thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure, and I'm so glad that you asked me to come on. And thank you, Earl, for connecting us. And, um, you know, listeners, if, if you want to have uh, some more, Fuel, I, I would love to give you a gift of a guide that I've created. It's called the 10 ways to become a more engaging communicator. So, this is where when you're talking with potential clients or when you're talking with people you're networking with at events or one on one, you can create um, more magnetism to you by using these tips. And I can make that available to listeners at talentgrow.com forward slash architect.
0: All right. Talentgrow.com slash architect. Go there and go grab that guide. We'll also have that at the show notes. So you can just go to entrearchitect.com slash episode 236 and it will all be there and that link will be there as well. Haleli Azulai, thank you very much for joining us today and for sharing your knowledge here at Entre Architect Podcast.
1: It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Mark.
0: So I think this is one to share. This is episode 236. So I encourage you to go share this with a friend. How many times have you been in a networking event or a seminar or something, and and you have to go through that process of shaking hands and dropping business cards? What a great solution to that. Um, Haleli has dropped some major value bombs in this episode. Uh, I love that phrase, value bombs. So I encourage you, go share this episode, entrearchitect.com slash episode 236. I appreciate it. That's the way this podcast is is spreading and growing throughout the world because of you sharing that link, entrearchitect.com slash episode 236. Hey, have you been hearing some buzz about Second Studio Media? You may have heard people mentioning it. It's, It's Second Studio Media Is an informal alliance that we've formed with our friends over at ArcaSpeak podcast and Inside the Firm podcast. We're all still independent shows, don't worry, but we wanted to find a way to come together to help you be a better architect. We're still working on some online home stuff, so stay tuned for updates. I just wanted to mention it. You may have heard it, I just wanted you to know what it was. Uh, In the meantime, go subscribe to both podcasts and let them know that you found them through Entree Architect. That's ArcaSpeak Podcast and Inside the Firm Podcast, two great architecture podcasts that I never miss. And Entree Architect Membership. I wanted to just mention this here. Entree Architect Membership, a new masterclass expert training webinar every month so you can learn what you need to know access to the entire archive of training sessions. There's now more than 30 masterclass sessions covering topics for architects in business, leadership, and life, access to all our business resources, including hybrid proposal and the foundation's business documents, access to all our digital courses, including Get Focused, our powerful productivity course, all of that, and an invitation to join our private Contra Architect member forum, powered by slack. Can you imagine having an opportunity to get all of that? Well, it is training resources and a private community for small firm architects. That is Entree Architect membership. It's been available for a long time. You can learn more about it right now. You can join hundreds of your fellow entrepreneur architects and me inside Entree Architect membership. Go join us today at EntreeArchitect.com. It's easy to remember EntreeArchitect.com. My name is Mark Arlapage, and I am an entrepreneur architect. And I encourage you to go build a better business. And I just told you how you can do that. Why? <laughs> so you can be a better architect. Love, learn, share what you know. Share it all. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.